0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for January 9th is Job chapters 21 through 23. Let's take a moment and check in. We've covered a lot so far in this first week and a couple of days, the creation story, what does the world look like from God's perspective? What does the Bible say? Does the Bible line up with what science teaches us? Does science line up with what the word of God teaches us? Two different perspectives. Very interesting. I'm going to have a special guest on on the next Faith Friday. Most likely it'll air um, I might be able to get it out this Friday, and if not, it'll be the following week, but an expert in biblical cosmology, what does the Bible say about the cosmos, about the earth, about the heavens? It's going to be fascinating, and it's going to rock some people's worlds. It's going to literally change the way you perceive some things. Some people are going to get upset, and I mean... Upset. Some of you are going to block this channel after you listen to that special Faith Friday on biblical cosmology. So I'm nervous about it. I don't want to upset anyone. And yet I'm on this journey to understand the full truth of what the Bible says, as well as what the truth is. I don't care what any book says. I just want to know the truth. I don't care who doesn't want to know the truth. I mean, I do care, but I care more about knowing the truth. God's placed it within my heart. And sometimes I have to admit that what I previously thought was wrong. Certainly, that's one of the themes of the book of Job, isn't it? They have this idea, Job's friends, that he must have sinned he must have done something wrong he must have some hidden sin and that's why god is cursing him and the truth is god himself said to satan do you not see my servant job how he is righteous how he's blameless satan said he he's righteous he's blameless because you've blessed him But take the blessing away and he will curse you to your face. And so Job gets this tremendous testing. He didn't deserve it in a negative way. Like he didn't deserve for these bad things to happen to him. But it could also be argued from a positive way. He didn't deserve to receive this tremendous blessing from God. In chapter 19, verse 23, Job says, I wish that my words were written down, that they were recorded on a scroll or were inscribed in stone forever by an iron stylus stylus and lead. Job didn't deserve to have his words inscribed into the scrolls of Scripture and be read by a billion or more people all around the world for the next thousands of years. Did he? Do any of us deserve to have our words preserved, to be read before billions of people, to be studied by billions of people? So he didn't deserve the bad necessarily from our perspective. He didn't deserve the good either. He got his wish. It's not fair that Job had to go through this ordeal so that he would understand what it feels like when people just want to die when somebody wishes that they had never been born, but Job went through that, and then he wrote about it, so that we could learn it's not fair that Job had to be subject to the intention of his three friends to correct his way. All these guys they just sat with him, and after a week of sitting with them, decided to start sharing their opinion. If only they had continued sitting with him and not sharing their opinion. It turns into this argument where everybody wants to be proven right. Everybody wants to dig in their heels and convince the other party that they are right. Isn't that what we do as people? What if they had just listened to Job? What if they hadn't assumed that they knew that Job had done something wrong? One of the other themes that's a mystery that we have... Discovered in reading the first few chapters of the books of the Bible, the first few chapters of Genesis, and in Job chapter 1, who are these sons of God who present themselves before God? Are they believers? Are they the Nephilim? Are they the forefathers of the Nephilim? Were there literal giants walking around? Are there giants today? Is there archaeological evidence that there were ever giants? Were they all wiped out in the flood? Are they some crossbreed between heavenly beings like angels and people? Do they have these superhuman strength? Is that how the pyramids were built? I mean, these are crazy questions to ask, but I'm going to be having a guest next month. We're working through scheduling. It's going to be sometime in February. We're going to be having somebody who specializes in a biblical understanding of these words coming on a special Faith Friday edition next month. That's going to be exciting as well. So stay tuned. Be watching our alerts on YouTube and on Facebook. And you can always go to bibleinorder.com for all of the recordings, all of the updates, please be sending in your questions. If you have questions from a biblical perspective, what does the Bible say about anything that interests you? You can also go to Spotify and send in a voice message for me to listen to. Sometimes it's easier just to talk than it is to type. I understand that full well. I love your questions. I love the conversation that's taking place on the Facebook group, Bible in Order on Facebook. It's been so much fun hearing from you guys. Thank you for emailing me at 365BibleReading at proton.me. I always enjoy hearing from you. What other questions do you have? What other comments do you have? What other biblical topics would you like to have a special guest come on and share about on our next Faith Friday? Let me know. Look forward to hearing from you. See you tomorrow.